tension no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. I commit every heart and every mind into your hands, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that the entrance of your word, O God, will bring illumination to us. In Jesus' name, I call it done. Amen. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. I'm reading from the verse number 6 to the verse number 9. Joshua 1, 6 to 9. Joshua 1, 6-9 Joshua it's one of the generals or one of the strong men or the right hand men of Moses he was the one that actually stood with Moses throughout and at every point in time Joshua, anytime Moses is going up to meet the Lord, Joshua have to go with him Joshua is one of the commanders if you study through scripture about the life of Joshua Anytime Moses is praying, Joshua is in the valley doing warfare. Amen. Joshua has a different spirit according to what God told Moses when the 12 heads of the family of Israel were sent to spy the land and bring report to Moses. Bible says that 10 came with a bad report, but two of them came with a good report talking about Joshua and Caleb. And Bible says that for Joshua and Caleb, there is a different spirit in them. Joshua served his master faithfully he didn't break ranks. He didn't usurp authority. He was faithful and honest as far as the calling is concerned. Nowadays, it's very rare and very challenging to find faithful servants and find obedient ones. Because everybody wants to come to the limelight and everybody wants to be recognized. And everybody wants to, to attain positions when they are not ready. So we are finding children in leadership position instead of finding adults in leadership position. It is so amazing that everybody now has a company and everybody has a church. Amen. And everybody is married and everybody is a mother and everybody is a father. Are you understand what I'm saying? So you can have even as old as eight years, nine years people now getting pregnant and giving birth. A child got pregnant and gave birth. And when he, he, she gave birth, the, both of them are teenagers. And so... When that happened, um, they said he set a record. So he was interviewed by, you know, sometimes sensationalism cells. was interviewed by CNN's BBC or something. And when they interviewed him, his father was with him. And the interview was that, congratulations. He said, thank you. He was proud that he's giving birth. And then they told him that they said, well, you've done well. He said, yes, I've done well. And his father was by him and his mother. They were proud. Then, upon further interrogation, he was asked, so how will you take care of your wife? Then he turned to the father. Then he said, father, what do they mean by that? Amen. In other words, it is not about giving birth, it's about your maturity to handle the weight. And it's not about you rising speedily to position and place of leadership, but it's your ability to be able to control leadership. Isn't it amazing and funny that a lot of people want to become masters but they are not apprentices? We are a lot of people who, are must, who want to be masters but they have not learned the trade. And they have not applied the trade to understand what the dynamics of the trade is about. You find a lot of people who are hairdressers but they don't have masters. You have people who are seamstresses but they don't know their job. We have substandard quality. Because everybody wants to do something just to survive. No wonder in this part of our world, if somebody started with pure water, everybody will go for pure water. If it migrates and graduates to another level, everybody is doing it. Now the latest one, I don't know, unless you tell me. Everybody is going for it. Because we are not ready to learn. We, we are not ready 
to take time to be matured and to grow and to take our place as people that are really in charge of what God has committed into our hands. Ask somebody sitting by you, how well are you prepared? Ask the person, how well are you prepared? Sometimes it's not about we not pray. We pray all right, but God cannot commit anything to our hands because we are not prepared to handle it. Because the blessings of the Lord make us rich and add no sorrow. So if God gives you the blessing and you cannot handle the blessing, then he gives you sorrow. Is that all right? So if it's a car you want to drive, then you prepare for the car. If you want a house, prepare for the house. There are some of us who are praying for big, huge, huge sums of money. When the money comes into your hands today, you will collapse. I'm telling you. Four gentlemen who have hustled in their life, their truck pushes, believed God for everything, fasted and prayed that God should bless them financially so that they can come off from the job they are doing. One day they went to work and they can't stop by. The person will a sack load of something and drop it at their feet and said, I felt led to give you this. So the person left it and went away. Then these four guys came together, scared as they were. They didn't know what it contains. But they received everything because when you are down, everything comes to you, you take it. You don't complain. Is that right? So they took it and unzipped the whole thing. To their amazement, the whole sack is full of dollars. So you can imagine the amount. Instantly, the four guys collapsed. Because you see, the challenge is not about the money that has come to them, but the challenge now is what do we do with this money? Ask somebody, are you ready for what God is going to commit into your hands? Let the person give you an answer. <laughs> I know you will say yes, but I pray you'll be ready. You see, don't go looking for opportunity, but prepare for one. Because opportunity will always come. But your preparation is more important. When you prepare yourself, you'll be able to overcome. So Joshua prepared himself under the leadership of Moses. So when Moses was going to die, God called Moses and said, Moses, it's about time that I kill you. Because when I gave you the instructions to command the rock to bring water, you strike the rock with the rod. And instead of you glorifying me before the people, you did not glorify me. You told them you are the one who did it. So for you taking that honor, it is my time now to strip you off of your authority and to kill you. And you have to understand that Moses has suffered a lot. He has to bring them out of the place of captivity, the vision. And the target of Moses is to lead the children of Israel to the promised land. But God at this point says, Moses, you are not going. I have to take you off. You can go and read the whole of Deuteronomy. It is an assignment for you. It's a, it's a time for me to kill you so that you would, you would go and rest with me because you disobeyed me. God, why should you be that wicked? That tells you that you can walk with God but you cannot outsmart God. God is not a respecter of person. So whatever office or position you find yourself as a congregation member, as a bishop, as a pastor, as a leader, you have to know that God is watching you. As a husband, God is watching you. As a wife, God is watching you. As a manager in that office, God is watching you. As the accountant in that office, God is watching you. As the secretary in the boss office, God is watching you. Wherever you are, God is watching you. What you do in your bedroom, God is watching you. What you do in your secret place, God is watching you. If you come out for everybody to see you as a saint, and God knew you are not a saint, God knew you. Men can praise you, but God knows who you are. God knows who you are. It's about time that we start, we stop scoring marks in the eyes of people than to score marks in the eyes of God. Everybody wants to be known as a good person. A friend of mine put it this way, he said, it's only in the church that everybody is holy and pure. You see how you are all seated straight and looking nice. Give me a wave. Everybody is a saint. Everybody is pure everybody is holy but when you live here and enter into your bedroom when nobody is watching who are you ask somebody who are you in your bedroom ask the person who are you in your office ask somebody who are you in the house
times you meet a person, the same person, you meet, oh, hello, pastor, hello, pastor. They meet a the person in traffic. Rush hours. But Moses, God knew him. But when Moses was going to the Moses said, God, you can't kill me. By leaving this congregation, you need to have a substitute. You need to have somebody who can lead them. And God said, there's for me to have someone. There is no one. Don't forget that Israel have 12 tribes. And each of the tribes have leaders. But among all of them, God said that there is none who has your spirit than Joshua. I pray that God will find you faithful. I said, I pray God will find you faithful. In your office, when it becomes critical and they need somebody to, to, to rise up to the CEO's position, they should be able to find you as a faithful servant. Uh, you didn't hear what I'm saying. It shouldn't be like telling them that I am the first person who came to the company. They should find you as an honest person. They should find you as someone that you can be trusted. Don't make a mistake. Every leader knows those who surround him. One of the greatest challenge of the African is succession. Who succeeds me? It's not that they don't know who will succeed them, but the people that are around them are all sycophants. I thought you say an amen. The greatest challenge of leadership in Africa is about subordinates who are not real, but they are sycophants. Instead of speaking the truth, they want to hail the king. And that is our challenge. That is our problem. Joshua was an honest leader. He understands the fear of his boss. He understands the challenges of his boss. He understands the vulnerability of his boss. He is able to cover his boss and to support his boss. At one time, he went with his boss and God told his boss to place his spirit upon some leaders. And when Joshua was coming to meet his boss, he saw some people who were not part of the call that has been called, also prophesying. And he came to his boss, he said, boss, I met this poor prophesying, but they are not part of the people you have called. He was zealous for his boss. And his boss said, it is good, it's enough. I wish everybody could be a prophet. Joshua was so honest with his boss that when his boss was on a mountaintop, he is watching for his boss. Joshua was so faithful and honest that when his boss' hands were up, when Aaron and her has held the hands of his boss, he was in the valley fighting for his boss. He was doing it without thinking that he would be the next in command. He was doing it without thinking that he would receive any reward. He was doing it without thinking that he would be able to be promoted tomorrow. He was doing it not undermining his leader. He was doing it with a faithful heart because he just want to serve. He just want to serve. He just wants to serve. And by so doing, God recognizes him as a blessing and a blessing. People find it a challenge in Africa to play the second fiddle. Tell somebody, wait for your time. Don't rush. That is why we are specialists in cutting people. You work with your boss. You can undermine your boss's work so that your boss will be removed for you to take his position. Anything you cheated to have, You'll be cheated out of it. I am sick and tired of people who don't want to serve but they want to be promoted. David was in the palace of of, of Saul. Saul wanted to kill him but he was faithful to Saul. He was cleaning the very throne that he was going to sit on but he didn't know. He was protecting the very general who was about who wanted to kill him, but he did it faithfully. He was learning his skill of leadership and, and, and how kingship should be and the challenges of kingship without knowing. So when his time came, instead of the sin is committed for God to kill him, God had mercy on him. You know why? Because he had opportunity to kill his king, but he spared the life of his king. There are some of you right now. If somebody come and asks you, Who is your boss? You will nail him and kill him. But you are forgetting that tomorrow you will rise up to become a leader. Because leadership don't announce themselves. It comes. I never knew today I'll stand before you to preach to you. I serve God with the fervency of heart. My only aim was that I just want to be holy with God. After coming out of Islam and become a Christian, the zeal is there just to serve the Lord. Battle with God for several times even when God was, wanted me to be a pastor. I said, never. I just want to serve you faithfully and make my heaven. If possible, I'll build you a church because I want you to prosper me. God said, I want your whole 
and not your part. This message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu, get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233-277-250420 or plus 233 Email us revismila at gmail.com. Visit our website icgcislegon.com. Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. But I said, I didn't know where I was going. Today, look at me. Some of you will see me with some of the elders and all those things. You'll be surprised. It is by the result of service. Anything you do, God will look at it to reward you. What seed are you sowing? Ask somebody, what seed are you sowing? People will look at it and say, in less than four years, they've done this and they have money, they have money. Go and check our records. It's not about we having money. It's about the result of service. God is a faithful God that rewards. You want to be a mother tomorrow, but you are insulting your mother. And when your children comes, you will tell them I wasn't like that. You want to be a father, but you are disrespecting your father. You look down upon your father. You speak derogatory about your father. Your father can be a drunkard. Your mother can be a prostitute. But they gave birth to you. God never gave the position for you to judge them. God gave you the mouth to pray for them. But God never made you a critic of authority. He made you a prayer force of authority. They serve faithfully. So when God determined that he's going to transfer the mantle of leadership, the mantle of authority, the mantle to be able to carry on, God found Joshua. In Africa, isn't it amazing? Opposition that he understands who they are. Government does not know who he is. We think being in government and being in opposition is for us to undermine each other. Instead of playing as a team, and we think the best way we can do it is for we to punch us, forgetting that next time we also comes onto the throne and that person comes. That is why Africa is not moving forward. From the days of Dr. Kwame Nkrumah in Ghana until now. Not that we can't advance. Ghanaians, we are not dumb. Let me tell you something. The whole worldwide, Ghanaians are the smartest and the most intelligent of all. When a, when a white man were confused in NASA, not to be, able, to be able to come out with rockets. It was a Ghanaian who sat there and taught them how to be able to fly and to shoot the first rockets. Go into every area. Go into the finance. Go in the whole world. In the financial area. Ghanaians are the ones that are leading. In terms of brains. Travel outside and look at Ghanaians who are there. Most of them even feel shy to even identify themselves with Ghana. Some so many years back, the whole of Africans in the diaspora and Europe and everything decided to come back together with their brains to come and transform Africa. The African leaders discouraged them. Oh, go ahead and give a clap for free. We are sick with our minds and our thoughts. We we think only of what we consume today, we don't think of tomorrow. So when you are doing that, he said, Oh, why do you waste your time? So we are in that office and we are messing up. To those of you that understand the truth, what it simply means is that we say that government work we don't carry, we put it on our shoulder. In other words, it's not our father's property. You don't go there to kill yourself. Do it anyhow and move. Somebody will sit back and say, hey, this study, the pastor will be rich. If I was the pastor, I would chop more. Come and chop. Honestly, somebody would have stayed and chopped money and would not build anything for you. Because who will question him? It's about time we have to change our mentality. You see, when you are serving, no one is watching you. But God is watching you. 
God is watching your heart as a president. God is watching your heart as a minister. God is watching your heart as a pastor. God is watching your heart as a bishop. God is watching you as a, as a minister of state, as a minister of what? As a husband, whatever position you're occupying, God is watching your heart. And on the day of accountability, you give an account of how you handle that office. You think you can deceive people? What we wait for is somebody should trip. I am waiting. Let him make a mistake. Then I'll capitalize on that. Anything you wish for somebody, you do more than that. Tap somebody sitting by you. Say, I am African. Let's change our attitude. It's about time. We bring it to the church. We put it in our family and everywhere. People can live in a family. They can be brothers and sisters. Isn't this amazing? The same family that came from the same loins will be hating each other. And they are wishing each other. A family, a brother can go to Juju person or whatever just to destroy his own fellow. When it comes to property, it's nasty. It is only in Africa that we celebrate dead bodies than when they are alive. Recently in the psychiatric hospital, there was a news. I don't know whether some of you heard it. The person was well treated. She needs to be discharged. They've made every effort to get a family. They can't find them. Then the doctors realized that even though he's against his ethics, he has to come up with something. Then he announced that they made it public that the person is dead. Immediately he said the person is dead. About three full buses of family members drove to the psychiatric hospital. They are going to carry the body. They are going to get money out of the dead person. I have never seen such an attitude in this part of the world. The person will be walking. Some of you are walking right now as if you don't have a family. But let something happen to you right now. We don't even have confidence in our judiciary. And yet we are talking about investment and we are talking about rule of law. What is rule of law without security? Let me go on. It's about time we have to think generationally and not to think of what we are going to get now. Yet we move in the church, we are the same Christians that goes to sit in that office. We have a different dress in the church and a different dress when we enter into that office. And we will say we are believers. What do we bring to the Bible says we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. In your office, are you a salt? In our ministerial position, are you a salt? We are too religious. But without what? Essence and relevance. It's about time the church has to be relevant. Tell someone it's about time the church has to be relevant. You don't like my message this morning. This message, every president, every minister have to hear it. Every leader have to hear it. So anytime we are doing business, we are doing anything, the first thing we think of is what is going to be my, 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 my share. I met a gentleman in my office and I was trying to chat with him just to suck his mind. He was my colleague in school and I was just trying to, I saw him and the way I saw him, I didn't like him. I wanted to find a way I'm going to help him. And I told him, look, there are a lot of opportunities, but you have to be able to commit yourself to it. The first question he asked me, he said, what is in it for me? So instantly when I look at him, I said, you are a failure. I said in my head, I said, you are a failure. And I told him, I'm sorry, we'll talk about that later. Because such a person cannot be honest. Find out from me. It is serious. It's about time we have to rise up and challenge and question our institution. And question. We don't have... I was telling somebody that if I have a position and to determine who becomes a minister at your presentation, it is not about party manifesto. I will let you to give us a business plan. If you are going to be the minister of finance, give us a business plan how you are going to operate within your years as a minister of finance. If you are going to be the minister of Greater Accra Region, show me the business plan how you are going to turn the Greater Accra Region as an envy of a place. Because every country, every land, and every sector has wealth to generate. 
If you don't use your mind, you say we don't have anything here. Who told you? So we have made ourselves lazy. The only thing we know is what to go and eat and what to drink. Why not? Why wouldn't we go to that parliament and fighting each other? And be insulting each other? Because you see, when you don't have anything better to do, you end up insulting because you are frustrated. And frustration can make you do everything. But when you are taxed with duty and you have more on your decks, it stretches your mind to do something. If we all have or before the person, he knows that within my tenor of office, this is my business plan. This is what I need to execute because I will be judged by the voters by this and not by the rice and the oil I will give them or the eloquence of my, of my campaigning that will give me the vote. I will take twice and do what I need to do. Because on the day of accountability, before I cast my vote, I will charge you and measure you by the work you have done. The house is quiet. It's good to be a Ghanaian. But it's important for us to pray for our nation. And pray for Africa. Because the pendulum of events are shifting to Africa. And Africa is going to lead the whole world. But I'm telling you, mark it. And Ghana is going to be the forefront of this. The recent World Cup and everything was an indication to show us where Africa is moving towards. But we the people have to be, be ready. Because when success and opportunity comes, you should be ready to handle it. That is why I'm speaking this morning like a prophet. I'm just telling you what is happening in the prophetic realm. This is not what exactly what I'm preaching. But you realize that I'm speaking in a different direction. And I'm speaking out of anger because this is what God wants us to do. Because God is bringing something to us. Do you know, do you know why now the church is being challenged every time? And, and we are everywhere. Because God is stretching the church. Because the church is the ark of the covenant that is need to lead the way. But instead of the ark of the covenant leading the way, the ark of the covenant is behind. And anytime the ark of the covenant is behind, there will be chaos. So it's about time that you and I have to rise up from the pews and bring a change. We don't need to be described as gullibles. We need to have the right stuff. When you sit under any leader teaching you, find out what message and information you are receiving. It is one thing to scream and shout. It's another thing to receive something that will challenge you and transform you. Go for sound doctrines. People sow seed when they are saying receive. That why you come and sow seed. But when you are preaching the true gospel, you see everybody sitting down. Everybody's money is there. Because that one thinks he cannot connect to a blessing. And we are ashamed of ourselves. We have tens, we have turned the pastors thieves when they are not ready to become thieves. The pastor should tell you who you are. When you were leaving your house, didn't you know who you are? <laughs> and one of the things that gets me angry when people sit before me, is a pastor, I know you're a prophet, so t- tell me what is my problem. I cannot tell you what your problem is. It's, 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 please, it's about time we have to be able to be realistic. We don't come to God because God is a magician. We come to God because we, re- we come to God because of out of what? Relationship. We love him. That is why we came to him. So I don't need my hands to be laid upon me first before I believe God is alive. As you sit down right now, you are hearing me. I might not be preaching healing, but if you connect into the word, you shall be healed right now. I might not be saying receive it because your husband is going to change his mind. But when you connect to the word, your husband's mind will change. The house is quiet. So I read. Let's go on. It shall be strong and of good courage. Today is communion. What the best way to eat communion? Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach. Please, journalists, politicians, businessmen, whatever, let us all rise as believers to do the right thing. Because look, our nation is sick. We need healing. 
And change does not come by masses, it comes by individuals. When we all begin to trumpet it and begin to share, we can bring the change we are looking for. He said, be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance. So Joshua now takes over. God said Joshua to take over. And Moses have to pray for Joshua. Release the mantle upon him for him to take over. So Joshua took over. And when Joshua took over, Joshua was still afraid. And God have to now come and speak to Joshua to be bold. He said, be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong. Tell somebody, only be strong. And he said, and very courageous that you may observe. Tell somebody you may observe. To do. Tell somebody to do. You see, the first thing is that we need to observe. Tell somebody you need to observe. Those of you who don't know what I'm preaching, I'm preaching at thy word. I'm doing the complete part of at thy word. We are saying that by the word of God, we'll overcome. By the word of God, we'll do whatever we, are, we have to do. Is that right? So as you are hearing me now, it has to bring a change in your life. If the word of God cannot change something in your life, if the word of God cannot challenge you, if you go to church, let me submit to you, anytime you go to church, if the message that is preached, you can't find yourself in the message, then you have a problem. You are backsliding. Simple. Because the word of God is a two-edged sword. It cuts the pastor, it cuts the congregation member. So there is something. You see, the word of God should not make you comfortable. It should make you uncomfortable. So he said, observe to do. So it is not only observing, but we have to do. So in other words, when you don't like anything, as you observe it, you have to do. Tell somebody you have to do. Tell the person you have to do. It is in the doing that we get a result. It is not in the observation. Hello? So he said, observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. According to all that I'm sharing with you. According to all the books you have read. According to all the theories you have studied. According to all those that have instructed you in your various fields. Do it. And bring a change. Education is about a change. Hello? Yes. Observe to do according to what Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. In other words, whatever instructions we receive that is of God, whatever instructions we receive that is supposed to make us, the reason why we pay money to go to the school to learn, the reason why we sat in the church to listen to the message, the reason why our parents instructed us, all that we put it together, when we put it together and walk by them, we shall be prosperous. So which means that prosperity is not a magic. Hello? Because even when it comes to wealth creation, you need to learn the arts and the skills of wealth creation. If you want to understand how money functions, you have to read about money. Oh, you didn't hear what I'm saying. You have to know where money goes and what money can... You have to understand investment. You have to learn how to be able to negotiate. To be able to get the best deal you are looking for. Hello. Are you there with me? You don't just only fast and pray for money. Yes, Bible says that God gives us the power to make wealth. That power that talks about wisdom. It talks about knowledge. It talks about ability. But you see, wisdom and knowledge is the stability of our time. And for you to get it, you need to research. You need to read. You need to have information. A man of information rules. A man of information will make the difference. If you want to set yourself apart from others, you need to be informed. Tell somebody you need to be informed. Tell that person you need to be informed. When you are speaking, you speak with authority, with information. Then you will prosper. Because you see, money is in the pocket of people. But solution will bring out the money. So tell somebody you are a problem solver. Yeah, it's good to bind the devil. It's good. Because the devil is sitting on your money. I know, I don't have a problem. It's good to bind the devil. But after you have bind the devil, you have to check how you manage money. Hello? It's very true. Because if you don't have the discipline of money, 
Hello? What, what do you know is that money comes into your hands and you spend money. Hello? Every money that comes into your hands, there is one for saving. There is one for consumption. And there is one that goes to God. Eh? That's why I tell you that even when you are coming to church, you need to prepare your offering and pray over it. Don't be an adult giver. Give quality offering to the Lord. An offering that a heart backs. Because you had an agreement with God at home. You have prayed over your seed. You know you are giving two offerings in church. When you come, he said, don't appear before me empty-handed. God is a businessman. Oh, you didn't say an amen to that. Oh, you don't know. He's a good investor. Let me show you. He gave us Jesus. His only begotten son. To die for you and I. You think when he was dying, he didn't know what he's going to get? Should I prove it to you? In, 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 in Hebrews chapter, he said, for the cross that was set before him, he endured the cross. For the price, sorry, the price that was set before him, he endured what? The cross. Which means that he saw you and I. You are Jesus. You are Jesus. You are Jesus. You are Jesus. By one man's death, we have multitudes all over the world bowing down to the creator and the king of kings and the lord of lords. You think he's stupid? This is a good investment. Tell somebody, tell somebody, tell somebody, I'm a good investor. Tell the person, I'm a good investor. Because my father is an investor. So you have to know, anytime you, you think he just have to actually bring offering, bring tithe, bring vows, just because of that. Anytime you give to him, he knows why you have brought it and he has his part to fulfill in your life. Now, this is where the emphasis is, verse 8. He said, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. What is the book of the Lord? The word of God. He said, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Tell somebody day and night. Tell somebody day and night. Tell that person day and night. He said, this book of the Lord should not depart from your mouth. In other words, whenever you are speaking, people should be able to know that you are a child of God. The words that comes out of you, people have to identify that indeed you go to church. It should not get to a point where people will ask you, are you a believer? Before you tell them you are a believer, and say, ah, you don't look like that. Hey, it's a serious indictment. Hello? But let them ask you, are you a believer? He said, I said, no wonder when you entered into my shop, the way you were doing your things, I felt it that you were a Christian. The way you were talking, I realized you were a Christian. That is a good recommendation. There are some people today when you enter into their office and you said, oh, you greet, he said, I'm looking for a He said, oh, okay. Uh, what should we tell him? Uh, who, who is here? He said, oh, tell, tell him or her, um, his pastor is here. They, 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 they will turn and look at each other. Okay, we will say, when you go there, the gospel will start. Hey, I didn't know he goes to church. Let people know who you are. This is sometimes we deceive ourselves when you sit in the midst of people. What you are doing, they are observing you. What you say, the way you act, the way you behave, they are observing you. Because they know you said you go to church. And at the end of the day, you see, character cannot be hidden. In other words, character is like pregnancy. No, you give the person time. Once the character is there, pregnancy, you can't stop it. Let the person have a broad waist and let a child hide in the waist. No matter what it is, you will see some protruding. If you like, go and put on a, a cassock or whatever you call it. What is it? Corset. <laughs> you know why I use the cassock? Because I'm a pastor. So, put on a corset. Press the stomach so that nobody will know and it is flat. Oh, the thing will push out. It will show. Whether early or late, it will show. And if it doesn't even show for people to see it, you will carry your babies and they will know. So, whatever you are doing, it will show one day. That's why don't deceive yourself. Be real. So it's that a book of love should not depart from your mouth. It's like I preach to you that when I go out, then I'll disguise myself. 
Then I'll disguise myself and go and sit somewhere and then be cracking bottles. Then when you appear and you are coming, then I'll look at you with the side of my eye. And then I'll turn my face somewhere. So be real. Be yourself. Don't deceive people. So he said, this book of the Lord should not depart from our mouth. Let people know the Christian that you are. But you shall meditate in it day and night. Speak. Deal with the word. Stay by the word. He said that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. So it is not only reading the word of God. It is not only meditating in the word. But it is also we practicing what we have read. It is in the practicing that is when the change takes place. Pastor, I want to change. Yes, you can change. It is not how many scriptures you quote. But it is how you lived the scriptures. Pastor, I want to receive an anointing. Yes, the anointing is not only by impartation. It is about how you lived the word of God. Pastor, I want to stop womanizing. Yes, you can stop womanizing when you allow the word of God to work in your life. Everything you want to change from, that is a battle for you. You cannot change that attitude. You cannot change that addiction. You cannot change it by your strength. You, that is why you have had resolutions upon resolutions, but still you are struggling. The only way to change is to allow the word to work in your life. A good footballer practices. A good patient takes the instructions of the doctor by what? Following judiciously with the prescription as it has been given to him or her. So if you have to take paracetamol two times, three times daily, times daily, and you decide to say that, well, I want to take all the six at once. Because I want to finish it quickly. It's an abuse. But in the same way, when you follow judiciously, for maybe you are supposed to take it for one week and you follow one week, the only challenge of the African is that if he's given a prescription for one week, when he takes three days and he's okay, I am well. Then the rest of the medication, he put it aside. He's forgotten that the germs that have been released into his body, the anti-soldiers were weak, which is the right blood cells. They couldn't fight. And the white blood cells. So the medication goes to boost them up for them to be able to fight back and deal with the sickness and they need time that is why when they examine you they give you the process so if it's one week by the time you finish the one week you have dealt with all the parasites and you have been able to cleanse your system for your anti-soldiers to be activated now to function naturally because your natural body itself has to deal with sickness so when a foreign material is introduced into your body, that is what brings you the reaction of the malaria you have or the, or the, or the flu or the cough. But when you take the medication, you go to deal with the situation, then you are not healed within. So your immune system is in place because when your immune system is weak, then any foreign material enters into it, it will cause you sickness. That's why HIV has now have a medication to boost the person's immune system to be able to stand so they can live longer than the years they have. When you don't take the full course, you know what you do to yourself? You weaken the parasites in the body so they go to sleep as if you have cleared them. And then you go again. You stay for some days. They gather their strength again, come back, you go, you take. So all the time, now it gets to a time, the same medication, when you take it again, it has no effect because you have not empowered the parasites in your body to get used to the medication. So when you can say, oh, buyer, So when they give you the medication, finish all the course. That's somebody finish the course. That is why when you finish the course and the sickness is not going, you go for a review and then they change your medication in the same way the word of God. When you follow the full course of the word of God by reading it, by meditating it, by doing it, then the change you expect in will come. It is not only for you to quote scriptures, it's not only for you to read the Bible, but after you have quoted the scriptures, memorize it, pray with it, you have to now live it. Tell somebody, live it. Tell the person, live it. It is in living it, that is when the change comes. He said, when you do that, he said, for then you will make your way prosperous. Tell someone you make your way prosperous. And said, and then you will have good success. How many of you want to prosper here? Look, if you don't want to prosper, then I'll take you to River Jordan. Give me a wave. Amen. 
Do you know that Bible even says that life and death lies in the power of our tongue? Do you know that sometimes we have what we call positive confession? And do you know that you and I are where we are because of the words you've spoken because words have life? And if we want to change where we are, we also have to use the word of God to change it. Stand in the mirror and speak to yourself. Whatever trouble or challenge that is overwhelming you, oh, forget it. Stand in the mirror and face the mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am a child of God. I am an image of God. Look, I will marry. You will marry. Are you understand what I Say you will marry. She will get pregnant. You will give birth to your child. You are not a failure. Sickness has no power over your body. You are above every situation. You are more than a conqueror. You are great. You are great. You are above all. For God has exalted you are above. And you are seated at the right hand of authority. You say to yourself, you are blessed. You are blessed. Are you getting what I'm saying? She will look crazy, but you are creating things in the realm of the spirit by the words of your mouth. Don't get up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror and say, ah. Then you look at your face and look at your face. Why, 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 why is God not helping me? David said, he said, my soul rejoice." Are you understand what I'm saying? David was speaking to his soul. When you are done, look at yourself in the mirror. He said, hey, come on, Ismaila, get up. There's an assignment for you. Wake up, shake yourself. Mention your name. And when you say it, you are joking. You will see life coming back again. I said, you see life coming back again. You will see life coming back again. The essence of the mirror is for you and I to have an effect of who we are. That is why every good actress or actresses, to make them good on set, their training is with the mirror. Every good public speaker does not speak to human beings first. He speaks to trees and animals and speaks by looking into the mirror by himself. So he looks at his art of speaking and then that is where he makes his corrections and judges himself. When he faces human beings, he's able to deliver and know the dynamics. You don't get up one day and become what you want to be. You learn it by looking at the mirror. So on that note of the mirror, he said that by this we shall be prosperous and by the word of God we shall have good success. When we need prosperity, we need good success. Let's work with the word of God. Please let me submit to you. We are hearing a lot of things nowadays. On the airwaves, in the print media, in magazines we read, fine. But you have to know what will help you. Amen. I said you have to know what? There are some people, they trust what the pastor tells them more than what the Bible says. They trust what their politicians tell them more than what the Bible says. I am here to announce to you, trust what God, God, the word of God says. Any prophecy that does not align with God's word, it's not God. Hello? Are you there with me? Because it is in the word of God that prosperity what? Comes. It is the word of God that good success comes. So let me submit to you. If you want success and you want prosperity, go into the word. Look, every model you find on earth, every system you find on earth, they all emanated from the scriptures. We don't have, to, we don't have time to go into it. But to study, if you have studied, if you are somebody who reads a lot and you have studied about nations and how nations evolved and you have studied about, uh, what do you call it, changes and shiftings in, in, in world politics, in economy and all those things, you know that all of them have their foundation in the word of God, which is the Bible. So everything you and I are looking for is in the Bible. That is why I said when we study it, we shall have what? Good success. Not bad success. That's some of the good sources. If you are a student, go into the Bible and study it. But as you read the Bible, also read your books. You didn't say an amen. That one, you don't like it. Because you think, Pastor, pray for me. Let me go and pass my exams. I'll pray for you. But after passing your exams, you have to learn. Because what you have not learned, you cannot remember. The, the, the Holy Ghost does not reward laziness. You sleep and stretch yourself. Mm-hmm. It is difficult. But when we finish, Pastor, I've come. I'm going to write my hands pray for me. I want to make an A. But when you have studied 
and you go into the exams room and what you have learned, you have prepared yourself but it didn't come, then the Holy Spirit will now do what you call application. He will pick this from here, pick this from here, pick that from here, pick this from here, bring it together, illuminate you, give you the grace, you put your pen down, the examiner takes it, look at the script, he will mark without even thinking and give you the grade. I know what I'm telling you. In my course, ask me whether I have time to even go lectures. But my friend will tell, when he's ever he's getting to examination, we will sit down We'll have thorough discussion. We'll criticize it and break it because it's an enfield. So sometimes you have to use your spirit. We will criticize and stretch and all those things. We sit in the examination when the thing comes, then the Holy Ghost. Me, when it comes, first paper, before the paper lies before me, I will pray. I say, Holy Spirit, illuminate me. And when that happens, pa, 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 not C, A, B plus, A, B plus, A, B plus. You think if I have not learned anything, I'm going to see that. I say, I'll tell you, Holy Ghost, do you know I am the pastor? Papa. Tell somebody, steady. You, you don't learn how to drive. Then you go and sit behind the steady. Say, Holy Ghost, let's drive. <laughs> Faith is good, but you need wisdom. Finally, let's look at this. What does the word of God do to us? Or how is the word of God? Come with me to James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. James 1, 22 to 25. Quickly. James. James is after Hebrews in the Old Testament. <laughs> uh, in the Old Testament. New Testament. Okay. Then you are a good student of the Bible. So let's go to James. So I read said, but be doers of the word. Let somebody be doers of the word. He said, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Not hearers what? Only. If we want the word of God to work in our life, we should be doers of it and not only hearing. We have a lot of people hearing. You have packed so many messages in your house. You listen from Adum to Sunny FM to Spring FM to, to uh, Ishira FM to whatever. Word of God, you know the men of God and the time they come. Just like you know your soap operas. Amen. You know their names. You know where they have gotten. Some of you have finished watching it already. You can tell the story. The same way, finish reading the Bible. <laughs> so when I ask you, where is James? You will not go and quote Rodrigo or whatever. <laughs> So he said, What should be what? Doers of the word says, Be doers and not hearers. As for the hearing, you are hearing me. You are hearing me now. Last two, last two weeks, Sunday, I shared on the various categories. Is it four levels? Four levels of believers and how they all hear the word of God. You can go and get that tape and listen to it. But be doers and not hearers only. As for hearing, you are hearing right now. Let me ask you, are you not hearing me preach? Are you hearing me? But after you have finished hearing me, what do you do with the word? What do you do with it? You practice it. Simple. That is why what you hear is important. You don't hear anything. Because if you hear words of fear, you will produce fear. If you hear words of encouragement, you will produce encouragement. If you hear words of motivation, you produce motivation. That is why you should be selective of what you hear. So he said, be doers and not hearers. He said, deceiving yourselves. Which means that when we are hearers and we are not doers, we deceive ourselves. But this church, we are not deceivers. We are hearers and we are doers. Can I hear an amen? amen. Oh, can I hear an amen? amen? You think I'm being sarcastic. I'm telling you the truth. It's a prophecy. We are hearers and we are doers. He said, for three says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word, take note. And not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. You see, I love the word of God so much. The way they are able to bring simple things to explain to us the reality. How many of you have mirrors in your house? Oh, give me a wave. My beloved congregation. Some of us have huge ones. Back to back. 
When even you're on the bed, you see yourself. Some of we have it everywhere in the washroom. Even when we are pasting. One, one, one man put it this way. He said, if the African man is pasting, you will hear him. As if he's fighting with his teeth. <laughs> Even in the loo, we have a mirror. Hello? So, so sometimes when you're angry with yourself, you can see your face in a mirror. We have a mirror everywhere in the bathroom, everything. And some of us also have some small mirrors. Some of us, our mirror is half. And the women are the specialists of that. Because everywhere they go is in their back. Half mirror. <laughs> oh, give me a clap. So we are all lovers of mirror, isn't it? We love it. So he says, he said, the man who hears the word and does not do it is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. 24. For he observes himself, himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Should I take it again? He said, for if anyone is a hearer of the word, like you are hearing me now, and not a doer, that is if you don't do it, it's like a man observing his natural face, which when we look into the mirror, to look good, isn't it? That's why you take your time to polish, you take your time to comb your hair, you take your time, so when you come out, you know your singlet has shifted, or your hair is not good, or whatever, you correct it before you step up, people look and say, wow, you look good. Isn't it? Now, it says, he is like the one who observes himself, goes away and immediately forget what kind of man he was. In other words, when we look into the mirror and we come out, we know who we are before somebody tells us. Isn't it? If your pulse is, you have plenty pulse, when you come out, you don't need anybody to tell you that. You know it because you wanted to be, it to be like that. In the same way, if you have a light one, you know it. If your hair is not good, you have not combed your hair. Once you look into the mirror, the mirror will give you a feedback. You see, mirror gives us feedback of who we are. Hello? If, if, if your teeth is not good, the mirror will give you a feedback. So everything about us shows in the mirror. But he's saying that the one that hears the word and does not do it, it's like the one who looked into the mirror. The mirror informed him that, look, your hair is not well done. And then he grows it and comes out the same way and faces people. People will see that your hair is well not well done. And they will complain. And when they talk, they say, people don't like me. Why don't they like you? You were wearing the shirt. There are stains in the shirt. And you decided to wear it. Your wife wants to talk. You are fighting with your wife. And you wear it and come out. It is not ironed. And you are showing. You are working. Hello, brother. And anybody you pass, the person is laughing at you. And I say, why are you laughing? Why shouldn't they laugh? Because you look like a caricature. Amen. But the mirror tells you who you are. So when the stains are in the shirt, you remove the shirt and change the shirt. You look at yourself and say, wow, don't you, look, don't you see yourself? When you look in yourself in the mirror and you look good, don't you see it? Oh, hello, do you see it or you don't see it? So when you step out, when you are walking, your confidence level changes. You walk with some sort of confidence. You walk with some sort of grace and bliss in your leg. I mean, you, you look good and gorgeous. And, and people say, Tali, say, yeah. Oh, hello, give me a wave. Because you looked at yourself in the mirror. If there is a challenge with it and you couldn't do anything about it, if somebody says, oh, I know. But I was in a hurry. That is why I couldn't do it. So I decided when I get this way, I'll fix it, but I forgot. So you know of yourself. And he said that if you read the Bible and you, you do according to the word of God, you will know who you are as a child of God. When the devil comes, you will know yourself. That is why when the devil came to Jesus, Jesus said that I know who I am. He said, I will not bow down to you because I know who I am. But if you don't do it, when the devil comes, you don't know who you are. So when he, he comes against you, then you are now thinking, uh, what did Pastor Ismaila said last week? Ah! I want a word for the devil. I, I want a word. Where, where is this my Bible? And even the Bible you are looking for, you don't even know where the Bible is. Some of us, our Bible becomes our friends only on Sundays. Hello, show me your Bible. Give me a wave with your Bible. Aha. Uh-huh. You can see different kinds of Bibles. Some of them are hymn books. 
Bible be your friend? And he said, for you observe the ghost and we immediately forget what kind of man he was. But he who looks, I like this one, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. This one will be blessed in what? He will be blessed in what? He will be blessed in what? So, if we, you see, it has repeated itself again. Here, the blessing has repeated itself. So, please, ladies and gentlemen, believers hearing me this morning, don't let us rush after wealth and after things. Let's rush after the word of God. Because the word of God will make us prosperous. When we study God's word and we live by God's word, the principles are in there. Let me challenge you. Let me give you an assignment. Every man try to read the book of Proverbs. It has 31 chapters. It doesn't struggle. It's not a struggle. You read it. You read it. You read it every month. You just make it like an exercise. You can read it like you're reading your newspaper. No problem. You read it. You might not grasp it. You read it. By the time you read it like two, three months, you will realize that automatically your life begins to change. It will change. You begin to apply wisdom. Instead. You see, sometimes it's not about promotion. It's about how you conduct yourself. Sometimes in your office they could discuss to promote you, but when they get close to you, they realize that you are not matured enough to handle the seat. Because the seat of leadership is hot. And there are a lot you see that this math cannot talk about. And when you study the book of Proverbs, it teaches you a lot. I will not stretch you to Ecclesiastes. You stay by Proverbs. Amen. And all the time, make sure if you need your inheritance to know yourself as a child of God, read the book of Ephesians. Study it. Read it. You will know where God and Jesus with you and I, where we have been placed. We call it the believer's authority. We are exalted, sitting at the right hand of God, far above principalities and powers and dominions and thrones. For Christ is the head of all principalities and powers. So when you are dealing with the devil, you don't deal with the devil as a servant, you deal with him as a boss. And if you want to know the, the, the power in your salvation as a child of God, read the book of Colossians. It's not plenty, it's just short. That is why he will tell you that Christ make a spectacle of the devil. Draw him on the street that you and I. And by that also he has cancelled every handwriting. That is contrary to us. In other words, including the foundations and the sacrifice of our family. He has taken away every curse and he has nailed it upon the cross. So by it, I believe and stand by the blood and by the cross and I take my atonement and my healing and restoration. I am not just doing it, but I know why I am doing it. I am not just eating communion, but I know why I am eating communion. Because I know by his blood According to the word of God, I am healed by his blood. I am cleansed by his blood. I am restored by his blood. I have peace. In Colossians, he said that we have been reconciled back unto him and we have received the ministry of reconciliation. Why? Because the blood was shed and we have received peace. Oh, pastor, I don't have peace. I am struggling. I cannot sleep. Oh, please, I recommend to you the word of God. As you study, he said he has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of boldness and of sound mind. So when fear comes in, it's of the devil. You will say, devil, by the word of God, it is written. That God has not given me the spirit of fear, but the spirit of soundness and the spirit of good health. I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Please hear me. Live by the word of God. And by the word of God, you will change your environment. You will change the situation around you. Yes, this will come against you that looks fearful. It will even challenge you to confess negatively. But don't confess negative. Confess the word of God. Speak the word of God out. Yes, you are afraid. But you speak God's word. And once you speak the faith word, the faith of God will rise up in you. Rise up in you. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at 
www.icgcesaigon.com or email to yawatempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you, I know.